The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is time, my fellow friends. Space Force, good morning. Albuquerque, good morning. Good morning, America. And good morning to Brian Nixon. Good morning, Dex. Good morning, Steve-O. Welcome. Great being with you guys, even though I snuck in and you brought me in at the last part of the last hour. Yeah, you betcha. You that, betcha. that was really nice. But I was able to prep our people to say, listen, get on your computers, get on your phone during this hour, give Dex and Steve a call because we're going to be talking about what makes music Christian. Oof. Is it Oof. the lyrics? Oof. Is it the tone of the song? The Is it that Brian. a Christian wrote it? Or does music have at its essence, you know, godly principles? Mathematical formula, Brian. You know, so, K-Love and Air One have that formula that they will not give out to anybody. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. But um, I have our friend Stephen Christian on the phone first. So, Stephen, now that you're on uh, the radio with us really quick, um, is there anything you wanted to say to our listening audience? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I was calling you because I'm a little stumped on Colossians, a verse in Colossians. So, hey, audience, even even pastors fully don't understand every text in the Bible. <laughs> pastors? So, I mean, we're using that term loosely. Right? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Who's that guy? Yeah. Wow. Well, call, call me back. I, I will, Stephen. Right. But but Stephen, <laughs> hey, is, is that's there... cool that he still calls people in New Mexico. Hey, good Ste- to hear your voice, Stephen. And I not only do we call, we FaceTime. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Man, you're just making it worse. That's great, <laughs> S- Stephen. I'm just saying publicly on on the radio here how much we miss you. And um, don't we... come back. Oh, <laughs> can you believe what I have to put up with, mm-hmm, Stephen? Mm-hmm. I, do, I I know what you put up with. Yeah. That's why I left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. man. Too right. soon. I'll All call right. you. Bye. What a jerk. Uh, that's great. So I was like, where are we going with yeah, this? Yeah, oh, he was really calling he, he, you. Re- he really is calling. So um, <laughs> I've got some interesting things, guys. Speaking of, you know, Stephen from, from Amberlynn, they're yeah. a great example of what I was saying is that, you know, there are bands that were crossover that may not have done quote-unquote Christian music, but it was still Christian music in that it it was made by, performed by Christians. So we're going to be talking about that um, a little bit later in the broadcast. But at first, I've got some birthdays to start off with. Ooh, birthdays. Where's my birthday music? There it is. So on this day in 1706, our very own Ben Franklin was born. A hundred dollar bill, yo? Yep. This and, girl I know, Chrissy Franklin, happens to be related to that guy. Hey, that's so cool. And, you know, in times past, Dex and Steve-O, we've had Steve-O read poems. Yes. We've even had him read death prayers. We've had him read a lot of things from people who were recognizing. Well, today, I have a list of Benjamin Franklin's most famous sayings, and Steve-O is just going to pick a few of them doesn't have to read all 27 of them. Okay. He just reads a few of them. So we could recognize and celebrate one of the founding fathers of the United States. So, Steve-O, here's some <coughs> Benjamin Franklin. But here's the, the thing. You have to do it as if you were Benjamin Franklin. Oh, I'm Benjamin Franklin! <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, they were new to America, so I, yeah. I, I just don't feel like he'd talk like an American. Yeah. Hey, everybody, I'm Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he talked like that either. Although he kind of had that like round shape yep. and was kind of so, what if that's what Benjamin Franklin talked yeah. like? Like, are you guys going to be weirded out if we get to heaven and like we approach Christ and Jesus' voice is not what you were expecting? Like his really high he's, pitch? He's from yeah, like, uh, like New hey, Jersey. Everybody, I'm Jesus. And we're like, wow, he's got oh. like a really different accent than yeah, I was expecting. Yeah, you were expecting like this big, you're like, like low behold, God, behold. I am with thou. And I'm like, that's your dad, bro. Yeah. So I'm trying to be like your dad. Yeah. Just, you do you. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. Take it from Richard, poor and lame. What's begun in anger ends in shame. Oh, that was, that was Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin the pirate. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Who's Richard? <laughs> Take it from Richard. Poor Richard's almanac. Oh, okay. Um, Do you love life? Then do not squander time, for that's the stuff life is made of. Gosh, Benjamin Franklin had some great things. <clears throat> Give us some more, Steve. Who is wise? <laughs> he that worst. learns from everyone. Benjamin Franklin. That is nice. That is a word. Well no, done nice. is better than well said. Ooh, yeah. actions over words. Mm -hmm. How true that is. Mm -hmm. How we need to hear that. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> he, didn't say, he didn't say that one. That's actually uh, Puff Diddy. Daddy. Yeah. P. Oh. Diddy. Well, thanks, <clears throat> Steve-O. So Benjamin Franklin on this day in 1706 was born. Hey, guys, I yeah. got something else for you. What do you got? What do you got? Did man? you know today, and this is true, Yeah. today is national, you ready for this? Yeah. National Bootleggers Day. <laughs> Bootleggers yep. Day? <laughs> And the reason why is that because is Pastor of, Brian Nixon. Yeah, it's National Bootleggers Day because of this person. Al Capone was born oh, on this day in 1899. No yeah. Okay. Al Capone was born on 1899. That's interesting. And you guys know the story. I know the he, story he, well. He was a, a not nice guy, but he made his mark in bootlegging. He would mm -hmm. make, you know, illegal drinks mm -hmm. and bring them over state lines and he became like a early pusher of alcohol but he died but we celebrate his birthday today and the nation for some reason or whoever it was made a national bootlegger day mm. <laughs> okay well i love there's it. some really good movies and uh and yeah some... legends of the fall <laughs> what? that's a really good movie was al capone like... in that no but there's oh. bootlegging oh. <laughs> because they were like trying to <laughs> sell stuff yeah. okay on this day in 1922 our very own betty white oh. betty white betty white oh. was born she's still around she's man. like 97 right That's or something great. of that what, nature what, what, where was she born 1922 wow but i she was uh i don't know what award show it was i think it was last year and she she announced something or she won an award and the poor lady she she's not oh uh, it was good last shit. year's oscars I yeah think. it was yeah. it was kind of sad because she usually uh is you know, telling jokes and yeah. but she could tell when you're getting close to a hundred, yeah. you yeah. slow down. Oof. You slow down. Man, good for her. Yep. Happy birthday, Betty White. Okay, on this day in nineteen forty two, some consider the greatest boxer of all time, Muhammad oh. Muhammad Ali was born. Dude, forty two, Nineteen forty two. Muhammad Ali. Do you guys think he was the best boxer of all time? I loved him. I really did. Um <gasps> Yeah, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. Either that or Sylvester Stallone. Oh, he was pretty okay. good too. Yeah, you know? he was um, great. I watched him and Rocky. Mm-hmm. I watched a phenomenal. I love that word. Phenomenal documentary called Forty Two to One, and it was about the odds placed against Buster Douglas the first time he fought Mike Tyson, and it was this hour long documentary because Buster Douglas the odds were heavily against him, rightly so. Because we're talking about Mike Tyson here. Did he win or did he lose? Arguably the greatest of all time. Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. He did? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good <laughs> Buster. For the heavyweight title. But you're watching it and like a bunch of stuff came to the surface. And I remember being a kid and watching Mike Tyson. And so I didn't grow up in the Muhammad Ali era. I, right. I recognize that I did. he arguably is the greatest of all time. But man, watching those early Mike Tyson fights, because it parallels their career, yeah. and I'm going, he was an unstoppable force. Yeah. And what what derailed and distracted Mike Tyson wasn't his ability, it was his personal life. It was Robin Givens, it was like drug use, it was partying, it was yeah. crazy life. And and so I don't know, man. Yeah. So you're 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 Mike Tyson. You know, yeah, Mike Tyson, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. Yeah, for but Steve to, and I, Mike Tyson was like the guy. The guy, yeah. See, the did Muhammad Ali ever have a Nintendo Entertainment System video game? I don't think so. <laughs> right. There it is. Well, happy birthday, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Now, here's one, 1952, who's a little lesser known. There's actually a documentary just put about him that was shown at the Guild Theater here recently. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I really, really wanted to see it. But the famous Japanese musician... Ruichi Sakamoto was born on this day in 1952. And most people don't know Ruichi Sakamoto. He's not a household name here. But in Japan, he's, he's major. He, he is like a household name. We know him best for his role in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Okay. Um, he was with uh, David Bowie. And, um, and we also know him from a couple of pop songs. He was, he's really known more as a... a, a musician than he was an actor but he wrote this song called um forbidden colors and forbidden colors uh, a british uh, singer by the name of david sylvian sang it and the song has part of it about christ and that's one of the reasons why we're going to be talking about what makes a song christian so listen to this for a second What year was the song? 1983, uh, maybe? Makes sense. Makes sense. There it is. Like you it. listen to some interesting music, man. It's kind of nice. I kind of like it. No, it's, it's, it was a very, it was a pop, it was a, actually a popular song both in Japan, it went top 10, and in England. But Ruichi Sakamoto did the music. It's this beautiful song. And they did a documentary about Ruichi Sakamoto um, recently because I guess he has some cancer I don't know what kind but um, very famous famous Japanese musician so happy birthday Richie Sakamoto then the last guy birthdays Mm. is Kid Rock born uh, 1971 oh my gosh Kid Rock my name is Kid definitely a Christian song God only knows why we're going to be talking about this only God knows why okay so those are our birthdays, and keep mm. in mind, keep in mind, I both, him in both Ruichi Sakamoto and Kid Rock 
And then this next one, because we're turning to events. I threw one event in for you. Was it Edge Fest? No, Ooh. no. 2011 with Kid Rock. With uh, Dex. And the I wasn't there guy, yet. The uh, yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay, here we go. On this day in 1929, Popeye first pub- was first published wow. in a newspaper. That's cool. So That's po- 90 years ago. Popeye started on this day in 1929. 90 years old. Yep. So happy, bir- happy birthday. 90. You got to eat that spinach, man. All right. So All right. here it is, guys. <clears throat> here it is. On this day in 1976... A song that many people consider one of the most annoying songs of all time hit number one. And it was sung, made popular by Barry Manilow, but it wasn't first recorded by Barry Manilow. It was first recorded by another sort of cheesy uh, uh, duo, The Carpenters. Okay. Mm. So, But the song is called I Write the Song. So Dex, play a little bit of I Write the Songs for us, sung by Barry Manilow. Here we go. I can't say that I've ever listened to that. I write the very first song. Come on, let's sing it together. Okay. I put the words and the melodies together and the music. And I write the song. Okay, everyone together in your cars. Here we go. I've never heard the song. I write the song. I write the songs that make the whole world sing. I write the song. I write the songs of love and special things. I write the songs that make the young girls cry. Cry! I don't know these words. I write the songs. I write the songs. All right. So, so, so here's the thing. That song in 1976 was a smash hit. Smash. And here's the interesting thing. First of all. Barry Manilow didn't write the song. Bruce Johnston from the Beach Boys wrote it. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, Barry Manilow made it popular, but the song is about God. So let me listen to the lyrics. I know we just sang them, but it says, I've been alive forever and wrote the very first song. I put the words and the melodies together. I am music and I write the songs. I write the songs that make the whole world sing. I love it. So when when people said, well, Bruce, y- you know, this sounds so self-centered that, you know, you were the, the hit maker. He goes, well, actually, it's about God. It's about God who created the world and put everything together, and he's the ultimate songwriter. So I thought, well, that's interesting because, you know, we listen to this and we say, now, is this a Christian song or is this not a Christian song? Or what you just played before Ruchi Sakamoto's song, Forbidden Colors, sure. which is about Christ. And you go, well, these guys, to our knowledge, may not be Christians, but what is it exactly that makes a Christian song? You know, another one that comes to mind, Dex and Steve, on what some people consider the second most annoying or maybe the first, You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone. Really? Yeah, another smash hit. I mean, I have never heard these smash hit. I mean, these were these were huge hits. I love this song. Yeah, I remember the song. Yeah, and, and unabashedly, she said this song's, you know, about Christ. 
nice. And and and, and both of them were were you know huge hits. So let me ask you guys this, and this yeah. leads to our topic of discussion. In your opinion, what is it that makes a Christian song? Is it <laughs> is it the lyrics? Okay. Is it the singer? What what is it? What uh, makes what yeah, makes Christian music, Steve-O? Can we hold on to that thought, marinate for a second, take a break, and answer it when we come back? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We could do that. We can do that. that Think was about a teaser. it, Starmy. That was a teaser. Starmy. What makes a song Christian? What makes a song What's Christian? The formula. Do you guys know the formula? Oh, I got the formula. Okay. All right. All right four we'll, chords. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's okay. Three Degrees with Brian Nixon. That's all right. That's all right, everybody. Brian Nixon, three degrees. Yes. Go ahead, Brian. Well, welcome back, welcome. Dex and Steve. I missed you guys during that station break. I missed you too. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about what makes music Christian. Is it the lyrics? Is it the performer? Is it that there's something inherent in, the, in music itself that's from God? While we were talking last hour, uh, one of our listeners, Michael, who happens to uh, work here, Here's what he sent me. He said, The aim and final end of all music should be none other than the glory of God and the refreshment of the soul. Hmm. And that's Johann Sebastian Bach who who said that. So thanks, Michael, for sending that in as a reminder. But before the break, I asked Steve-O, Steve-O, what makes music Christian? And then we went to break. So Steve-O... We're going to start with you, and then we'll get to all our stormy listeners. I think if a song is terrible, we know it came from the depths of <laughs> Satan and Beelzebub. Yes. If it's not catchy, yes. if it doesn't have a good Amen. hook or a melody, if the person can't sing, then their talents were not given by God, but from Beelzebub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> all right. Dex, That's my honest answer. Dex, what, what, what's your what's your thoughts? What makes what makes music Christian? Christian music has to be written to express either personal or a communal belief regarding Christian life and faith. Brian, um, for example, uh, some common themes of Christian music include praise, worship, penitence, uh-huh. laminate, or lament. and its forms. Laminate. Laminate. I'm is not no, finished. Now we know he's reading. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead. of course, of course. But when, especially when you say laminate, that's what you put through a machine and it, it <laughs> yeah. puts plastic around yeah, paper. Yeah, that's Christian, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a Reach. lot of it seems laminated. But, but so. <laughs> that thing you read, you know, there's a lot of truth there. That, that themes that express, it. you know, Christian, you know, things. So, here's the question I have for you guys and our listeners. If a person like we we highlighted Barry Manlow the first half who is Jewish we highlighted Ruichi Sakamoto who is a Japanese I think he's a Buddhist um, but they both have music that have these you know let's say Christian themes okay. so are they Christian songs Kid Rock you know his birthday we mentioned you know only God knows so it has a a Christian-ish theme does that make it Christian music? What is it that makes something Christian music? I mean, I know it's it's a pretty heavy, deep philosophical well, here's, question. Yeah, because here's the thing, especially working in the industry we work in. Right. Keeping that in mind. Right. Unfortunately. In 2019, I don't know if there's a correct answer because partially Christian 
music and a Christian song has become nothing more than a genre of music. Right. Like country music, like hip-hop music, right. whatever it may be, Christian has become a label that is impressed upon a style of song that has four basic chords, five JPMs, that's Jesus per minutes, and... <laughs> And unfortunately, that's kind of what has yeah. constituted a Christian song. Now, what's interesting is if you would take a look at certain Christian songs and look at the writers of said songs, not all writers of Christian music are Christians. Right. Yeah, They're right. mainstream writers who don't believe in God, right. but who do believe in the exactly. almighty dollar exactly. who are really good at songwriting. The, 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 and, and you're getting to my point, steve is because I know... Of when I had visited Nashville on several times and have played with different people throughout my years, I know a lot of musicians who aren't Christians, but they quote unquote play Christian music because there's money in it. Well, so, yeah, somebody mentioned Chevelle earlier. Like, well, didn't Chevelle start off as Christian? And once they broke out and gained major popularity, they were honest about the fact that it was an easier industry to break into. And if anything, they were, um, oh, what did they call? themselves um not reformed catholics they were um i can't think of the word anyways they they grew up catholic and they've since like tried to tried to yeah yeah mm, so they used the christian music industry to um to springboard them into a, a bigger industry mm -hmm. but again so again my point is is that necessary christian music or does all music inherently have something Christian about it in the sense that God is the ultimate author of music. Brian, I found some opinions okay. from different types of people, groups that would that's they answered that question. When can music be considered Christian music? Okay. These these are pretty interesting, hit right? It, hit us. Um this was one opinion. The men who sing the song must have short hair and the women must have long hair. Okay, that, really? That, that's, that's an actual a, opinion. Okay. The song must be written and performed by mature Christians only. Excuse me. The melody must be uh, paramount and the rhythm subdued. Huh. The song is designed to be played in church, not outside of church. The song must be completely new, not a cover of a secular song. And the lyrics must directly address God, not other people. Like, these are some opinions from people that say this is what. Yeah. And, 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 music is. and listen to some of those. I mean, how just crazy they yeah. sound. That the guy has to have short hair and the girl has to have long hair. So if if a short-haired guy is on MTV, let's say, and he's singing a song, does that make the song Christian just because he has short hair? Or this one right here, the song must mention God or Jesus. We get this all the time. We'll play yeah, a song and in, they'll be like, that. they didn't mention God or Jesus uh, in the we song didn't hear at all. Jesus once, but then on the flip side, it's like, okay, because somebody... You know, playing devil's advocate. But what about personal Jesus by Depeche Mode? They say right. Jesus' name a lot. Does right. that make it a Christian song? Right. And 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 here was the interesting thing is we know Johnny Cash covered that because he felt it had Christian content. Yeah. You know, and and obviously Depeche Mode when they wrote it kind of had sarcasm in mind. But for Johnny Cash, it was a real thing. Oh, you know, yeah. the, it, it was like no, same Jesus, with her. Jesus is personal. Yeah, yeah, same with her. Covered nine inch nails. Exactly, hurt, and that was a very deeply personal track. It, that exactly. Still, I I still think the best the best song. I mean, you you look at uh, Johnny Cash also covered Nick Cave's um, one of Nick Cave's songs, 
And same thing. He mm-hmm. personalized it. He said, these lyrics, you may not have meant them right. for what you intended. You may not be a believer, but I am. And they, they mean something. And he used it so, for God's glory. So again... Yeah. So it's like So the song in its original form wasn't even written as a Christian song, but John by Cash Christians, took it, right. Right. And and turned it into something very deeply personal. So then is it the artist that makes it a Christian song because they are using art as a way to show their faith or their love yeah. for God. And I think Michael, when he texts that that quote from Bach, I think there's some truth to that. I think a Christian song or Christian music is a Christian, first of all, is a person. Sure, there's content with that, but a Christian is a person. So if a Christian is creating art, be it music, be it worship music, be it classical music, be it country music, be it rock music, if they're creating it, inherently, there is going to be some sort of expression of their faith through that. Maybe not lyrically, maybe through the sonic tonalities or whatever, but it's just interesting. So, you know, going back to that, that list Deck said, you know, what someone said that a Christian music is if the guy has short hair and the girl has long hair. Well, man, then there's a lot of Christian music out there that yeah. has mm-hmm. no, that aren't sung by Christians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, A.D. Camp, one of the first ones I thought of, Jeremy Camp's wife. She was in a band called The Benjamin Gate and she had that cute, sport, short, spiky hair. Yep. Uh, Lee Nash from Sixpence, she has short hair. Yeah. So they're not, mm, they're, let's not be Christian. Right. They're, they're not Christian. That's what's hard. And I don't like, I, this conversation gets, Harder for me, I think, the older I get because I don't like pigeonholing anything. Right. Like, this is inherently Christian or this is not because I believe God can use art, music, movies, whatever it is, to stir something in your soul to point to him that maybe didn't have that intention right. from even the artist that created it. However, yeah. you find yourself searching right. or find yourself... I, because there are certain songs that move me in a way that, right. that draw me to my creator. Exactly. And here's the thing. I like to remind people that biblical songs cover the whole scope of human experience. Mm -hmm. The Bible is not silent on any area. It speaks about war. It speaks about violence. It speaks about love. It speaks about intimacy. It's, you know, the list goes on. Yeah, dude, Song of Solomon. So Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, definitely a Christian song. Well, but. And and I, he I'm was being, a P, yeah being, he was I mean? a PK he yeah. he was he was a pastor's kid, and Marvin Gaye sadly his dad killed him yeah. uh, who was the pastor but the the thing is that's my point it's it really is an interesting thing and I know a lot of people are chiming in I'm seeing your little thing going off there over there Stephen what what are some Thousands of the listeners of yeah I was gonna say what, what, what are some people of these people saying in left and right um I'm gonna try and go back doot, 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 doot. Uh, lyrics and story is that the same thing the testimonies the band i don't know this is a hard question but i'm interested i like heavy christian music uh like uh this uh, one uh gosh i i always get it wrong like the hip-hop crew um that uh lecrae is part of no no. uh triple e is great somebody alicia wasn't chevelle a christian band um you know the more i look that was accidental so they didn't break in purposely through the christian industry the first album was placed in Christian bookstores because they knew that the guys were Catholics. Oh, okay. And so the word I was looking for earlier, recovering Catholic. That's oh, okay. what he called recovering himself. Catholic. He was a recovering Catholic. They still believed in God, but they were so put off by the Christian music industry that it was like, I'm out. Yeah, right. Um, what do other people say? Let's see. <clears throat> I think... 
This is from Paul. I think most Christian music is just a typical pop song with the Jesus or God thrown in. Um, so, you, you, so Paul's saying basically what constitutes Christian music is, Christian is music. yeah the the lyric you you just throw uh, in a, a yeah. lyric. Jewel says, "Wouldn't it be the topic and lyrics of the song, but above everything else, the intent? An uplifting song that was not intended to glorify God can easily be turned and used for that very purpose." Uh, Paul also said, "Ultimately, I think it boils down to what speaks to you and what." Uh, you will listen to, like Skip said, about what version of the Bible is best, the one that you'll actually read. Yeah, and, and this goes back to what you were saying, Steve-O, Paul's comment, is that, um, you know, the Lord could use, quote-unquote, secular songs, yeah. and he could use them in your life to to uh, draw you close to him. I know a friend, his name's Kit Lloyd, was in California, older than us in this room, but the song that brought him to Christ— wasn't any Christian song. It was Desperado by the Eagles. Wow. So the S- Desperado by the Eagles was the song <laughs> that is what brought him to Christ. That makes sense hearing the, thinking of the lyrics but, in my head. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he had never donned the door of a church, right. but it was an Eagle song, and none of those guys were believers, let me tell you that, particularly at that time when that song came yeah. out. But God used that song to draw him to Christ. That's really interesting. I'm like hearing the lyrics in my head going, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Because if you're at a crossroads in your life and you've been doing the same thing over and over yep. and over and finding the same result and, and yeah. searching and wanting something new, right. because it's kind of that reminder of like, dude, change, make sure. a change. Yeah. Come to your senses. Like yeah. You've been doing this for too long. But it's just echoing it's what incredible. you and Paul said. You know, God could use these things in yeah. your life. And so... Oh, dude, a song that... And, and I mean... To me, of course, they wouldn't say that they're a Christian band. They are they are sold-out, solid believers. But the song that makes me more excited for heaven than any other song in the history of ever is Where the Streets Have No Name by yeah, U2. Yeah, U2, yeah. Nothing gets me more pumped yeah. than that. No, and, and, and Steve, <laughs> you know, I wrote down on my notes here, I wrote down, you know, U2, Switchfoot, even Amberlynn, you know, yeah. Stephen called this morning. And there, there are groups, there are crossover groups, they're Christians— AKA U2, AKA Switchfoot, Amberlynn, and such. They're Christian guys, but not all of their songs, quote unquote, have Jesus in it or are, are that, but they, they, they cover the scope of what it means to be a human being, yeah. which is what the Bible does. What are some other people chiming in with, For Steve-o? a song to be Christian, it can't ever cause someone to sin, and it must be worshiping God, like the way we can worship at our jobs indirectly. Okay. Uh, so basically, this person saying, if if a song causes you to worship God, it could constitute a, a Christian the song. The first phrase, it can't ever cause someone to sin. Yeah, that's weird. I don't agree with that. And here's why. What if you were in a relationship and you, at the time, you know, this Switchfoot album or whatever it was, was right. big. Right. And because you're a fallible human being, you are stumbled by it because that album, you know, hard breakup, something happens, the uh, relationship goes awry, whatever it may be. And it causes you grief or causes you to think on or reflect on this relationship in a way that that brings about sin in your life, right? Mm-hmm. 
is the song inherently responsible for that? Like, I don't, I just don't like that phrase. Like, yeah. if a song right. causes you to stumble, how, well, one, how weak are you? Yeah. Um, well, and it also honestly, takes the truly, onus off the person and places it on the thing. That. Yeah. It's I, like, I hate it's that like back in the in day general. when Marilyn Manson and, and the Christians were banning oh, Marilyn Manson or Eminem. They, because they, he like they the, were the saying anger they were to, inciting. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. what what incites people is now music does play with your emotions unquestionably, but people you know have the will to either follow or not follow, to yeah. submit or mm. you know not submit. So, man, uh, people are saying yeah because there's songs that draw you closer to God that give you closeness to Him, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a Christian artist. Because I I remember Joey Collective Soul. Shine, mm-hmm. man, that was yeah. yeah. Uh, also, to me, saying that a Christian song can only come from a Christian artist is like saying only a pastor can witness or testify in the world. Ooh, that's like that's that yeah, that's that's a good thought. Yeah, because uh, somebody somebody just mentioned Corn Head and Fieldy are Christians. Yeah. However, you know, you listen right. to hmm. sure you you listen to 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 them, and and not all the songs are explicitly yeah. Christian in that they say Jesus or deal with, you know, worship themes. I just feel like people are Christian and and artistry is so subjective that to try and pigeonhole it sometimes yeah. frustrates me. Yeah. Because I I also think that it it intend it in unintentionally removes our need for discernment. Yeah. Seriously. Sure. Oh, well this is safe. This is Christian. Right. I'm just going to ingest this. And we do because we want people to tell us what we can and can't listen to. Right. Seriously. Sure. The lines sure. that we can a, a and can't cross. A lot of people so, love. Oh well, this is safe and this is Christian. Yeah, a lot of a lot of folks do love strong boundaries, and yeah. boundaries make them feel safe, and that's okay. But what we got to recognize is, yeah. I, I know some people in the Christian industry where it's like, man, that person is not walking. Oh yeah. They are clearly in a place where they have turned from God, but they recognize that they have a passion or an ability to articulate something so well that they're going to make millions of dollars off of these worship songs. Sure, and sure. that's where their heart is. Yeah. So if, if intent of the heart is what makes it Christian, then I know some worship songs that aren't Christian. E- exactly. <laughs> and, and that's why I bring this important discussion up because, you know, going back to our three degrees thing is, you know, Barry Manilow's I Write the Songs, which come to find out the Beach Boys songwriter guy who wrote the song was thinking about God. And then we highlighted Ruichi Sakamoto, a Japanese musician, who wrote a song reap with themes of Christ and, and, and what it means and probably dealing with this whole Christian thing. It was Kid Rock's birthday. He's had, quote-unquote, Christian themes spread in and throughout his music. Yeah. But none of the people, to my knowledge, are Christians. You know, the singers, but the songs deal with you know, transcendental themes, these themes that transcend right. your average subject. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. We could never play Chance the Rapper's record on this station. But the guy's tweeting about what he's learning from his Bible studies. Yeah, because he's he took a year off to, to literally dig into God's yeah, word, and right. he is a professing Christian at the Grammys. He performed that track with Kirk Franklin, yeah. and it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And that dude loves Jesus and says, this my his art is reflective of his faith and who he is as yeah. a Christian, but there's language in that. It's yeah. raw and it's real, 
And yep. so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chance the Rapper is really a good example. Is is you know I've been impressed just following some of the the things Dude, he's he saying is. about his study of the yeah. Bible and how he needs to you know develop his faith more and so on and so forth. But then you'll play a track and you'll go, oh, that that doesn't sound like a Christian song. But again, it poses the question: What is a Christian song? Is it the person? And Steve, as you pointed out, there's a lot of people in Nashville who are part of the songwriting hit factory. They're not professing believers at all, yeah. but they're writing quote unquote Christian songs. Yeah. And then you have someone like Chance the Rapper who is earnestly seeking God <laughs> through scripture. And he may not put out praise and worship songs and he may throw in a few cuss words here and there. So it, it really is a fascinating question. Yeah. What are some other people saying? Uh, John says, I think God created art, which music definitely is in and of itself. Music is neutral and it can be used to glorify God, but it doesn't have to worship God explicitly in order to bring him glory. For example, a song about love of a person can certainly bring God glory, uh, who is the author, uh, the true author of love. And then people are saying... Yeah, I, but, let me just yeah. say, John, amen. That yeah. you, you, I think, represented mm-hmm. where I stand. Yeah. So keep going. What are some uh, other people? Somebody mentioned you know, Christian music, that the Christian music industry is just po- copying the pop music genre to try and gain recognition so i'll listen to my local christian station and it sounds no different mm-hmm. than the pop station except for vulgarity but john john had a good reply to that i don't think christian the christian music industry is copy copying the secular industry as much as we are all a part of the same society and culture and therefore art will reflect that whether christian right. or secular yeah, yes and no um, because remember steve we we would get into arguments with daniel over this where we would hear a song that got added to Star, yep. and we'd go, "Wait a second, that did they just rip off a, the secular oh, pop man. artist?" Yeah, like, there are songs that you can literally yeah, sing other songs. Like Justin, over Tim- it. was that Justin Timber? Did they just yep. rip off Justin Timberlake? Yep. Yeah. Um, so here's something interesting. Kaylin says, "Should we should we as Christians be censored when we're being raw and real with God and others?" Which is a good question. Good because question. Pod released a track that had an f bomb in it, and yep. people lost their minds from the Murdered Love record. Yep. Uh, we had we had Sonny Sandoval, the lead singer of Pod, on the show that day, and he talked about it. Yeah. Uh, King's Kaleidoscope, a worship artist that we uh, have had out here numerous times. They have a song called "A Prayer," where it was from his journal, and it was this cry to God, and there is an F-bomb in that song mm-hmm. as well, and people were going, what? Because it was a worship album with mm-hmm. a, you know, an, a parental advisory on it. And so, does that make it not quote-unquote Christian? Yeah. I just think you have to, you have to define <laughs> what we mean by Christian. Exactly. Do you mean safe and for the whole family? And do you do you mean um, maybe that you know, is it. like maybe, the maybe, genre? Or? Maybe the better. And I know some Christian stations have used this terminology. Uh, Dex and Stevo, they call it family friendly. Yeah. Mm. Ma- maybe family defi- Maybe defining it as that yeah. is they're saying we're giving you a G version of the music. We've we have filtered it for you. So your family can listen to it, but they're not necessarily making a claim that it's Christian music because Christian music can be hardcore. Look at the Psalms, you know, David crying out to God. Look at, you know, depression and all these other things that are dealt with in the Bible, you know, and people try to do a similar thing. It would be filtered, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that harder music is not Christian. Yeah, very true. So true. Anyone else chiming in, Steve-O? I mean, I see you, you keep getting these little oh, little yeah. things. Um, 
Somebody says, but do we really know Chance is sincere? I only know what he says. Right. I don't spend enough time around yeah. anyone to, quote, know them. So and it's like, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, well we don't know the sincerity of any Christians. You know, who? what about the sincerity of, yeah. of anyone you're playing on here on Star? Lauren do, Daigle. We play her more than just about any other artist. Yeah. Do we know her sincerity? Um, I mean, I've never met her. Have you guys met her? Right. No, I haven't. Yeah. No. Okay. I can't wait to because she's coming in February. But I mean, she recently came out talking about the fact that she is not... A Christian artist that she is an artist and then of course she writes music to worship her creator and she it she professes Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior but she she herself said she wouldn't consider herself a quote-unquote Christian artist yeah. she is an artist I think who loves Jesus yeah and Steve I think it goes back to something you said earlier in the broadcast and that is, you know, a lot of people have been burned by the industry. They see that this little, you don't fit nicely into this little square box. Yeah. So I think a lot of artists are distancing, distancing themselves from that square box saying, listen, part of my life is a Christian and there's going to be times where I am going to sing praise songs. But other times, I'm going to sing love songs to, you know, someone I love, or I'm going to sing about what's going on in the world. And and that's okay, because again, folks, that's the full-orbed biblical witness. The Bible isn't just a worship book. It's a book of history, of prayer, of love, yeah. of romance, of all of these things. Dude, I was listening to NF this morning, hip-hop artist, on my way into work, and he had a line, and I was like, dang, dude, that'll preach. Because um, he said, he said... Church is where he learned about God, but it's also where he learned to judge. And I was like, dang, dude, that is a really raw yeah. statement because it's true. Mm -hmm. I think I think we need to be careful because sometimes we will inadvertently place people on a on a pedestal and go, This is this is a Christian artist. Right. This is what it means by that. And we we Man, especially in our culture where we glamorize celebrity, mm -hmm. whether it's an actor, a musician, uh, I think we as Christians can put certain individuals on pedestals, whether it's a pastor or maybe it's a Tim Tebow type figure mm -hmm. or it's an artist that we love. And then they do something that we don't like, like Lauren Daigle and asked about homosexuality and her answer rubbed people the wrong way. Or or when she even just performed on Ellen DeGeneres and people hated that because it was an openly gay host and how could you as a Christian? Yeah. Um, which I think is like, sadly becomes, you know, these crazy knee-jerk reactions by Christians that causes these artists to, mm -hmm. like you said, just have this weird taste in their mouth about the Christian industry. Lauren was was interviewed uh, last week and asked what she calls herself, specifically if she considers herself to be a Christian artist, because her, her music is so mainstream. Yeah, She said, I feel like those labels get put on you by other people. I was reading articles, I read them here and there, and one of them said Christian artist. The other one just said artist. But I think part of me is just an artist because that encompasses everything. That's kind of how I see myself. Um, she said, uh, they asked her if she's more cautious now as she's gaining notoriety with mainstream listeners about her faith, and she said no. Um, she said risk is the best and a beautiful thing, but it does become yeah. frustrating when, when you're kind of 
pigeonholed. Yeah. And so she still believes that her music is connecting to so many people because of the sincerity behind it. And, and she hopes that people are opening up to what she's about because of the message in her music. I chose the same producers and the same writers for the first record that I did the second. So that goes to show that I'm not changing, but it's beautiful to see how wide these songs are going and how much it's covering. Um, but unfortunately, she... Man, she... <laughs> She's getting destroyed by Christians right now because of things that she said and, and the fact that, you know, yeah. whether or not she's a quote unquote yeah. Christian artist, she said, my music is having crossover appeal, but that it doesn't mean that I'm leaving one for the other or that I'm going to be swept up by one thing or the other. For me, it's like, oh, everything just got even more clear. Everything just got clear as to why it is that we go and we love people who are outside of the walls of the church, outside of the yeah. walls that we're comfortable with. Yeah, so, my, my my challenge to Christians is rather than use words to to hate and despite and to divide. hurt and divide, pray for her. I remember back um, when I was uh, first getting in ministry. This is back in the early '90s, and there was this guy that uh, was in the youth group I was overseeing, and he was really, really, really upset that you two was, quote-unquote, not being sold in Christian record stores and so on and so forth anymore. And he just thought, man, these guys are losing it. And I said, you know what? Rather than spite them and hate them, use this as an opportunity to pray for them because I said, in the long run, if they're true Christians, their witness is going to loom large. And look at Bono. I mean, the guy has preached the gospel just clearly in books and in interviews, he's just clearly just articulated what he believes. He's probably affected more people for you know the gospel, whether we like some of his other antics or not, than a lot of people. He he's been an influence. So maybe Lauren Daigle is, uh, you know, of of a similar ilk. And you know, again, we just have to cool off sometimes as Christians and not be so judgmental and pointing fingers, particularly at people that our fellow Christians, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just strange, you know, a little personal story. And I know we're, we're wrapping up here soon, but you know, I was in two bands, um, in the early nineties and I was telling you guys before the, the radio program, the Christian band I was in, um, we're coming up to our 25th anniversary. That's crazy. Man. So 25 years ago, go ahead, play a song there. Dex. Yeah. No, 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 right no, don't, don't, don't play any songs right now because I'm telling you, You'll embarrass me. But um, the Christian band, you know, we, on a personal level, some of the guys that were in my quote-unquote secular band that was before that, which was called Canterbury, we had Christian themes, but we had love songs. We had, you know, maybe politically motivated songs. It was, it ran the whole scope. But some of the guys in the band goes, man, may, shouldn't we be doing more Christian stuff? So we, we broke up one band and, and formed the other one. But in hindsight, sometimes I look back at those two bands I was in. And the band, I think, sometimes had the broader biblical base was the quote-unquote secular band, which was called Canterbury. And Canterbury, it didn't always have praise and worship. It didn't always deal specifically with God, but it dealt with biblical themes. And so it's interesting, just as an individual, as someone who has walked through that path, you know, it, it, it can be tough. It can be tough for the artist, the musician, when people are, you know, p 
pointing fingers at your chest and, and telling you what you should or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It, it is a struggle. So I, 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 I empathize with what Lauren Daigle's going through. I found some yeah. of Brian Nixon's band. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right I, on YouTube. Folks, I could, this isn't it. Before they got underway. This is not, this, this is, is not the us. The, the Canterbury Tell. Oh, no, yeah, no, that's, no, that's, that's wrong. Yeah, no. That's wrong. Hold on. No. <sighs> yeah, Gosh. there is there is some YouTube stuff, but I don't want to even say it because... Uh, well, uh, vulgarity? No, no vulgarity. <laughs> it's the Christian band. Could you imagine? It's the Christian band. <laughs> so, um, but it's we were just getting started, and someone filmed it. And so, Dex, if you type up even though and put up widow's might... Um, Widow's Might. That was our Christian band. We were playing at a little, a little church. There it is. Somewhere. Wait, are you sure? Is is, is that it? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Early nineties, baby. What? When I'm talking, my shadows and fears get wounded. Be my Early strength. 90s, guys. God. So, so, yeah, Widow's Might was the Christian band I was in. We, we could go ahead and turn this down. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, yeah, you've embarrassed, you've embarrassed me enough. Look, um, it's got one view. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, you. So, actually, I think that just got put up. I, asked, I didn't even know that one was there. That's so great. Yeah, it did. So great. That, that's, that's hilarious. Hey, All reminder right. before we go, as we're talking Christian music in the Christian industry, because we're talking you earlier, and somebody, somebody chimed in with, yeah, but Bono's a little shady, guys. We are he wears all shades. of us. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. He, it was funny because he had the emoji of the sunglasses. So yes, I got your. I got your. But we got to remember, like, as we d- decide to put humans on pedestals, that we are all of us sinners. I mean, look what's happening in Chicago right now. We don't know the situation. We don't know the story. But there's a very prominent pastor that was just, you know, hey, you're, you're, we're good. Let's take a, let's take an indefinite sabbatical here. Yeah. So whether you're a pastor, an artist, or whatever it is that's, that's like a quote unquote yeah. Christian industry person, Christian actor, we, we don't know them, and we don't know what God is doing Pray in their for lives. Him. Pray for them. Pray for them. And remember that we are all of us humans. We're susceptible to failure and sin 